What's good, everybody, man? It is Tuesday, man. Thank you for locking and tapping into Straight Up Tennessee. Today it's your boy, Wrecking the Building, joined with my brother, Turner, man. It's going to be a banger of an episode today, like it is every week. Today, the three most important game for the three most important games for the Tennessee Volunteers in the 2023 season. A lot of these, me and Turn, actually have uh, very similar picks. Actually, the exact picks. There's <laughs> one game that we actually differ, and I am very, very excited to dive in today, man. Thank y'all for locking in. It's time to get it. Y'all already know, man, it is Tuesday. Hope y'all having a great day so far. Wherever you listening, it's straight up Tennessee, baby. Let's get it. Yeah, what's good, everybody? That video gets me so hot, bro. Yes, sir. Y'all, mm. we are less than 50 days away. Six more Saturdays until the Vols strap up the pads in Nissan Stadium, right here in my backyard in Nashville, Tennessee, against the Virginia Cavaliers. It's your boy Ruck in the building. Like I said earlier, joined by my brother Turner. Man, y'all know what to do. It's the top of the show. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit that bell notification, man, so you never miss a video. We are climbing, man. We passed 600 subscribers. Also, man, since we're right here, man, join the channel. Uh, if you click on our channel, you can join it as low as 99 cents, $1 a month, man. We got three different levels, the gray level, white level, orange level, man. Just hop in there. It ain't nothing. 99 cents ain't nothing, man. 99 cents is nothing. And it does. And I will say this. It don't even help us pay the bills. <laughs> but it's yeah. something. And it helps us continue to get merch out, content, everything, man. So Thanks. I mean, 99 cents nowadays won't even buy you a piece of good bubble gum. It won't buy you a bubble gum. Hey, it will get you a little uh it will get you a little fountain drink at Thornton's. Hey. <laughs> 98 cents, boy. <laughs> you got to count tax. You ain't going to do oh, it. Oh, man, man, man. But also, man, if you're rocking with us on Apple, Spotify podcast, man, thank you so much. Continue to rate this thing five stars and let the people know why they need to be listening and rocking with Straight Up Tennessee, baby. Man, turn before we even get into the content today, the biggest news for me Obviously, outside of all of the sanctions and the things that Tennessee got pressed with over the week, um, you know, I, and let me talk about that for a second because it is a big deal. Obviously, the biggest thing out of that is Tennessee does not face a bowl ban. Yep. And that was the only recruiting tool I feel like could be used against us in the next few years as the NCAA sanctions and things begin to wear off and they begin to, you know, fall off in the next few years. I think the biggest thing obviously is the recruiting trail and how mm -hmm. we're losing scholarships. Yeah. But I wonder if that just makes us 
recruit a little differently? Like, do we put more priority on the three stars that will become four stars or do we put all of our chips into the four stars, hoping them to become five stars over the course of their senior season? I, I don't know. It's a valid point. I really don't know. I, I don't I don't know where we go with that, but um as long as Josh Heupel's my coach, I really don't care. Facts. Don't care. <laughs> don't care. As long as Hype is my coach, I really don't care. I guess how we figure this out, uh, what it looks like. I think there's a lot to look forward to in this round because, I mean, over the next few years, man, we really did. We lost a lot as far as recruiting goes. Um, an $8 million fine is is nothing to the university. I mean, we make $8 million in probably two games in concession sales. That's and it. so um, the, the next biggest news to me, man, and I sent this to you, I think it was on Sunday, um, all of the number changes, bro. Dude. Wow. Facts. I mean, I kind of want to run down the list because it's going to be very important that y'all don't think one person is this and this person is that. But it starts at number zero, and that is the Brody, Jalen Wright. I love it. Man, I like I that. really, really mess with that. I think that's going to be sick, bro. Jalen Wright at zero. Then you got... I think B's is going to be nasty at six. Number six? That's kind of tasty. It's kind of tasty, man. I, I mean. There's only it, one I'm not a fan of. Ramel Keaton? Yeah. I think that's going to be clean on him, though. <laughs> I think number no. nine on Ramel is going to be clean. Man, not big, not big seven to nine. Seven uh, throwing to nine. That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> then you got and it only made sense bro when dante thornton took all of his like uh recruiting pictures in that number one mm -hmm. he gonna be crispy in that number one bro the what what number was decent last year 24 24 yeah he, i love running backs in single digits and now all of them are in single digits so that's gonna be wow, wow. they are Right and 0-2 and uh, six. six. Aaron Beasley, if you guys don't know, he got number six as well. Um, but even moving down through it, Elijah Simmons changes from 51 to 10. That just lets me know that Big Bulldog might get a shot this year, bro. <laughs> if he changes number that he's been in for three years, he's playing, bro. Polygon and, with uh, and 11, too. Who? That's a good backer number, 11. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Who ended up being number 11? Keenan Palee. 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 I forgot about Keenan. Yeah, he's going to be looking right. Really am excited, too. I like I like the move to get Nico back in eight, too. Mm -hmm. So, um, man, there was a whole lot of talk today, man. Um, actually, yesterday on Monday at SEC Media Day, um, LSU – um uh, it was all LSU really I mean there was a lot of there was three other teams there but LSU was the bulk of it and um Brian Kelly said that he was very concerned after the Tennessee game because in the second half it was still loud in Tiger Stadium because of the Vol fans and what that tells me is that people know man people know that Tennessee is dangerous and I think that we just have every right this year now to prove why 
And mm-hmm. uh, there's and I, I told you this yesterday, bro. And for everybody listening, if you are not watching SEC Media Days, go ahead and turn it on today um, on SEC Network because there is no talk. And when I say no talk, I am not exaggerating. No talk about the Vols. Nothing. Joe oh, Milton. Man. Joe Milton did not make Greg McElroy's top five SEC quarterbacks. That's unbelievable. He had. Jaden Daniels, he said, is the number one best returning quarterback in the SEC. Will Rogers was number two. K.J. Jefferson was number three. He had Devin Leary from Kentucky, who has not played a down in the SEC. At four? He had, he had him at four, and then he had Spencer Rattler at five. And so everybody – no noise – is being spoken about Tennessee, and I will be honest, I like that. I like that. All of the talk out of year one to year two was all about, man, Tennessee had a great year last year. You know, we don't know. And then as Tennessee, after Tennessee beat LSU in Baton Rouge, that's when everybody started talking about Tennessee. Yeah, dude, and I think it's one of them things like where Tennessee really hasn't been – that good in the past i don't i think like i don't know I don't it's know. been 20 I, years yeah dude so it's not like one of them things where it's like i don't know i don't know what i'm trying to say i just think that i think we get looked past because it's like oh it's just tennessee like you know what i mean they had one good year it ain't gonna it ain't gonna happen again and it very well couldn't but bro it's just way too much talent bro i think there's just way too much talent and Man, that leads us literally perfectly into today's show, man. And so today is the what are the most the three most important games on the schedule this year? And so uh, Turner and I agree on this first one. So we're going to go ahead and just say it. The, the, the first most important game of the year falls in week three. Uh, you get Virginia, you get Austin P at home, and then you got to have your first true road test three games in. And that is the Florida Gators down in the swamp. I mean, Florida's always a big game, right? I think every single year, it's not just a game we look at and we're like, I hope we win. Like it's a game that we look at. And in the past few years, we've like, man, we should have won. Yeah. And we hadn't. Well, man, I think I, I picked Florida because I mean, it, Florida is a lot like, I'm trying to think of somebody. I guess it, just Florida. I mean, I'm sure there's other teams too, but like Florida, we it don't matter how good Florida is or how bad Tennessee is or vice versa. It don't matter how good Tennessee is and how bad Florida is. It's going to be a dogfight. It's yep. going to be a good game. I really yep. do think that. Yep. I'm just If we can go down to Gainesville and get a dub on the road, I think this will – way early prediction here. I think this game determines the season. I I, I agree with that. I think – and I, I even though last year we played Florida in week four, right? Like, there is a massive difference, people. I need you to understand right now. Just from playing football, Turner can vouch for me on this. There is a massive difference playing any team that's good mm-hmm. a, a, a week before you think you're ready to play them. And now – I feel like that's what's happening to us. Like, we got him in week four. You got to think, last year we got tested in week two against Pittsburgh at Pitt. 
that was our first true road win where we were like, okay, like overtime against Pittsburgh. Like, are we, are we really good? And then obviously we come back home and absolutely beat the brakes off Ap- Akron. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we play Florida the next week. And so this, this year you've got a neutral site game in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Again, I said this, the last show, it is a glorified home game. Like, it's going to be painted orange. Yeah. But it's still not at Neyland Stadium. Right. And so it is an away game. Like, it, it is. And actually, Tennessee is listed as the away team that game. Wow, I didn't know that. Yes. That's crazy. And the only reason I know that is because when I was buying tickets, it says away Tennessee. Like, we're on the away side of the field. Really wow. weird. <laughs> but – you get this team in the Florida Gators who nobody knows about. Um, they did get a they did get a transfer quarterback, I believe, from Wisconsin and Graham Mertz. Um, they're saying that he's going to be the guy. They're saying he is going to be the starter, and so. But the thing about it is, they said in the in the the Florida spring game, none of them have looked good. Mm-mm. None of the quarterbacks, and so we know this. We talk about quarterbacks a lot, but. <laughs> that's what's going to win you the game more than likely. Like defense does win championships, but I really believe like if your quarterback is in a suspect position, it, it's not looking pretty for you early, not against a Tennessee team. Who's getting better. Well, Dave also Florida also has both their starting running backs coming back. Correct. They do. And ETN. And uh, I can't think of the other's name. I just had it. Yeah. I, I don't remember the other guy. I do remember ETN because Travis, uh, Etn, who plays for the Jacksonville Jaguars, mm. as his little brother, and he was nice. He was he was nice. Yeah. Yeah. At, at one point last year, Florida was the number one rushing offense in the country. Yeah, thanks. And so it's like, yeah, y'all got that, but they lost a, a lot up front. You lose what they call a generational talent in Anthony Richardson, and generational talent is a very very big big like thing to live up to. But he was very talented, very athletic, could throw the ball a hundred miles. Um, still don't understand how he went as as high as he did, but again, potential, man. He he is he does have the potential to have a great NFL career because he's exactly what the NFL likes to see at quarterback: big, strong arm, can move and get out of the pocket, but most of all, um, can just make plays. Period. Yeah. And so, um, the last time Tennessee here, here's this this the biggest stat and the thing that's hovering over us in this game and this is why it's the most important one of the most important to me um if not i mean it sounds like the turn like this is the most important game for Tennessee this year um the last time we beat them go ahead go ahead go ahead i think it's a confidence thing is big for that's why that's why i think this florida game is super important I think we can go down there and win in games, but I think we get confidence. Like, I think we gain confidence. Like, I think – I really believe, like, last year, we we turned the corner that pit game. I know yeah. I know it's super early, but, like, past Tennessee teams, we get in that situation, we don't pull it out. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just think, like, you know, and I know I know he seems confident, but, like, I've said it before. Our, I think our whole season rides on Joe Milton, and you get him down there, ball out in Florida, get some confidence in him. It's gonna be it's gonna be a problem. I mean, I, I really think game one, if if Joe comes out and just eats, and there's no like the thing I'm saying is 
If he comes out and just executes, he's juiced. He's ready to go. That's all that has to happen. Like, mm-hmm. like you don't even have to score your first drive. Like, have a great drive, get a field goal or something. He's going to be fine, right? Like, that's the biggest thing is, like, capitalizing on drives. I mean, you even said it back at the Orange Bowl. There'll be some drives where, you know, it's three straight passes and you're just kind of like, ah, like, why didn't we run the ball? Man, we're going to have to run the football and I think that's going to lead so much to Joe's success for the rest of the year. Yeah, and I'm anxious. I mean, there's a lot of what ifs when it comes to Joe. Like, I mean, we can base – you can try to base everything off of the Orange Bowl game, but, you know, you go back and watch the Orange Bowl. I mean, that that offense was built around Hendon Hooker. I mean, Joe, Joe did fine. I mean, that, that was great. Like, the game plan changed when Joe was at quarterback for the Orange Bowl. But I'm anxious to see – what this offense looks like when you've had a whole off season to I mean, base even go, go around Joe, go a little further. No goalish. Yeah. Like Joey yeah. Hosley is yeah. your quarterback coach and your offensive coordinator coordinator. That's normally how it is anyways. So mm-hmm. now you got a young guy in Joey Hosley who has a veteran in Joe Milton, bro. They're going, I'm telling you like it's a recipe for something special. I really do think it, but Again, like going back to why this game is most important to me, it's because it's it's Tennessee has done a lot in the last year as far as breaking streaks. They beat Florida at home, not first time since 2016. You beat Alabama first time in 15 years. Now you got the opportunity again early in the season to go to Gainesville and win there. For the first time since September 21st, 2003, when the Iceman Casey Clawson did it, right? And guess what number he wore? (laughs) The next seven, Joe Milton got to go. Like, it's massive. I I agree with you, bro. I really think that that game is going to decide who are we going to be games four through 12. 100%. I agree 100%. Second game, man, second most important game of the 2023 season. Turner and I actually differ on this one. So, uh, Turner, go ahead. Like, who do you think? What's the what's the second most important game of the year? Kentucky. When you said Kentucky earlier, I really was like, nah, but I I can see why you say that. Yeah, I mean, we got to go down to Kentucky this year, which I mean Kentucky's really I mean, I've been to Tennessee, Kentucky before. It's really not that hostile. I mean, don't get me wrong. It ain't nothing like Neyland. But just going down there and I don't know, man. I, it's just one of them games like we were talking about it like predicting the season, you know, I feel bad about Missouri. But I mean, I don't know, man. I just We are Kentucky's daddy. I be, like firm believer of that. But I don't know. There's just a lot of unknowns with Kentucky right now. I think the one thing we know about Kentucky is Chris Rodriguez is gone. Mm-hmm. Will Levis is gone. Yeah, he was trash. They still way. return Dane Key. They still get Brown back. Um, they added NC State transfer quarterback in Devin Leary, right? Um, they still have weapons, but we still have Josh Heupel. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I. That's the way I think about it. Like, Josh Heupel has beat Kentucky two years now in a row. First year, 
we were not supposed to beat Kentucky. I believe they were the number 10, 9 team mm-hmm. in the nation at that time. Yeah. yeah, they were. And Alante Taylor seals the game with a pick six late in the game. Like, if we that go was- up 38-28 at that time, like, that still was a great game. Like, they made a comeback and almost – I mean, they almost won on that last drive, but – that was like Hopple's first big win. That was the first big win at Kentucky, and that turned the pages. That was also the game where I was actually visiting where I live now, and I was driving to where we were staying. I was driving back home to where we were staying at the time, and I'm listening to the – well, the game is on the radio, but I'm not really listening to it. You call me turn. I was like, what? <laughs> like, what happened? You ain't see that first play, Javante Payton. Yeah, bro, that was the net, bro. That was, I mean, the how smooth he made one move and was just zoop gone. Zoop. So I can definitely see why you say Kentucky. I mean, it is always a big game, and it's really annoying because I hate Kentucky. Like, I don't like Kentucky. I don't like them in football. I don't like them in baseball. I don't like them in basketball. I just don't like Kentucky. I have a lot of friends, pastors who are close, near, and dear to my heart, and I hate Kentucky. I respect <laughs> Kentucky, but I hate them. I really do. Yeah. I think I, I got Kentucky circled on my schedule. I think it's a big game because at that, at that point in the season, we're kind of making the turn. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, you got Florida, UTSA, South Carolina, bye week, Texas A&M, Alabama, Kentucky? I'm I'm looking it up right here. Um, Florida, UTSA, South Carolina, bye week. Yeah, Texas A&M, Tennessee, or Bama, Kentucky. Yes, that's a yeah. three-game stretch that I don't like. I think that's tough. I mean, I think it's tough too coming coming out of. I mean, you're playing at Bama, and then you're at, you're playing in Tuscaloosa, no. and then you're going to. Kentucky. I mean, that's yeah. I mean, so, I, I don't know. Uh, that's two. It's two two tough games right there. That is. There's a game that you said before that Alabama game, and that is my second most important game of the 2023 season, and that is getting Jimbo Fisher and the Texas A&M Aggies in Neyland Stadium there on October 14th, I believe, is the date. Um, this game is massive because you've got two teams. Texas A&M had a terrible year last year. We we just have to know that that's not going to happen again, yeah. right? Like, there's too much talent on that roster. Evan Stewart. I mean, gosh, we Walter Nolan, who was at Powell High School. Um, I don't know what they're going to do at the quarterback position. Is it Hayes King? Is it is it somebody else? I don't really know right now. Um, but they bring in Bobby Petrino, and mm-hmm. so it's like, how much control does Jimbo allow him to have over the offense? Right, yeah. Like Jimbo is an offensive guy all the way back to his days at Florida State, coaching Jameis Winston, winning the Natty. Like he was all over that offense. And so I'm very interested to see how much control Jimbo allows Bobby Petrino to have. The only thing that makes me really not worry about AM is the fact that it's at we got it at home. Yeah, and that's that's my thing about this game. It's most important because it's your first tested home game. And uh-huh. I know I'm overlooking South Carolina a little bit, but I'm really not. 
I think that South Carolina game is a massive game early, early home game. But I'm just going to tell you, it's going to be a little too hostile, I think, for Spencer Rattler to come in the Neyland Stadium and just make Tennessee quiet. I just, mm-hmm. nah, it's not happening. And so, but it's your first big, big, big home game of the year. And you're coming off of a bye week after Texas A&M has played Alabama the week before. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that Tennessee fans know about the last 10 years and playing Texas A&M. I mean, let's take it back to 2020 when the 10-game SEC conference schedule was the thing we played. Tennessee lost 34-13. that was the last game of that season. And then, I mean, let's go back to the game when I think everybody realized that Alvin Kamara was really just that guy in October of 2016 when we went to double overtime in Kyle Field. I need you to remember, we weren't at home. We were at Kyle Field, double overtime, and Trevor Knight runs that ball in late in the game, and we lose. Um I, I don't think people understand how big of a game this is because we just haven't beat AM in the last 10 years, you know? Yep, 100%. And to, and to get them at the crib, like, I mean, what an opportunity. What an opportunity. Facts. To solidify yourselves as, like, no, like, we really like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we really like that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be it's gonna be a big game. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and diss that. I think the AM game will be huge. Yeah. I think it will too. And so uh moving on, man, to the very, very last, the third and final game. I think everybody knows what this game is, man. It is the the opportunity of a lifetime, I think. Yeah. In the season that Tennessee's in right now, Josh Heupel year three, to be able to get the Georgia Bulldogs at home on November 18th, late mm. in the year. Mm. Um Right now, we don't know a lot about Georgia. Obviously, we know they're still the top dogs. We can't take that away from them until they take it away from themselves. But what an opportunity to be able to potentially beat the Georgia Bulldogs second to last game of the year. That is the third most important game of the 23 season. Massive game. Yeah, man. And I, the, the thing that I have to keep reminding myself of, like, when it comes to when it comes to Bama and, like, when it comes to Georgia, uh, really just those two teams, like, you know, you don't like you just said. You don't know like we don't know much about Bama. We don't know much much about Georgia coming into this season. But like those two teams in Tennessee, Tennessee is we're making our way to this point. But I don't know. I just think like sure they don't know who they got at quarterback, but that quarterback's gonna be a five star. Who Carson Beck? No, well, whoever it is. Oh, the Dylan Rayola guy. Yeah, He's well, you, the, the guy they recruited, you know, he moved from wherever he was mm-hmm. to Georgia. He's at a Georgia high school his senior year because he committed to Georgia. He was committed to Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is that what I have to remind myself, like, we don't know really know much about Georgia, but whoever's going to be playing at Georgia is going to be going to be a good. dude. They're going to be a dude. Yeah, like they just got dudes. Like they got dudes behind dudes behind dudes behind dudes. Like you right. know what I mean? Yeah, and. They're going to be good no matter what. Right. And the biggest thing I think that helps us with this game this year, two things. One, how late in the year it is. I think it could be good and it could be bad. Like, we could be beat up, but Georgia could really be beat up, right? They they got another year of easy games, I feel like. 
right? Yeah. They they got they got a lot of games where it's like, man, bro, like they're gonna win by 40. But if if what happens like they did last year, right, against Missouri, I think they win 20 to 16 or something like that. And it's like I um I, I mean, I don't know if this year's team like do they slip up and lose one like that? I don't know, yeah. but yeah, man, I, I'm sitting here. I'm thinking. I'm thinking as a. I'm not thinking. I'm not. I'm sitting here. Not. I'm not thinking as a realist. I'm saying. I'm thinking as a Tennessee fan right here. When it comes to this Georgia game, like if you just look on here and let's say let's say we have a great season. Like let's say we come out. Joe comes out. Dog, like just dominating. Like defense has stepped up the game. By the time we get to this Georgia game, the magnitude of this Georgia game could be absolutely insane. It could. Because I mean, even if you think about it, let's say let's let's just say this. Let's say we lose to AM and we lose to Bama. We're still undefeated in the SEC East. That's what I'm saying. Like, and we get to Georgia and we're undefeated in the East. If we win it, we go to I mean, we gotta play Vandy after that, of course. Don't wanna look over like Vandy, but we beat Georgia. And we play A and M or LSU or Bama, whoever in the SEC championship. I mean, the magnitude of the Georgia game just blows my mind. That there's late a, in the that late in the season, because there's a lot that weighs on that game, dude. Like, there's a lot that could weigh on that game with yes, where it huh? is in the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the fact that it could be your trip to punch your ticket to Atlanta. Like, bro, that's that just made yeah. me get bubbly inside, bro. Like I'm like, oh my god, I didn't even think about it that way. No, yeah, but dude, there's so there's like so much they could go into that game. Like I said, even if we lose, even if we got two losses, like whatever. And, and only- right now, Tennessee fans, listen, listen. If we have two losses and beat Georgia and win the SEC championship, we're lock. We're in. A, it's a lock. I was gonna say, don't expect us to be in the playoff. <laughs> oh, I think it's a lot for the playoff. Oh, I don't, I don't. I, you've <sighs> we've never seen a two-loss team get in. But but you 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 think as an SEC team, you you beat Georgia, you you win the SEC championship. You don't think Keep you going. sneak in? You don't think you sneak in as a four? Nope. You think they pick some some like? I mean, we're, you're gonna have that one team this They're year. Gonna like, pick Washington. Gosh, and they're going to get at, and they're going whoever they pick like that's going to get absolutely demolished that first we, game. Always we know, does. We know. Always this. does. We know this, but it's okay because we are a year away from a playoff. I agree with that. A true playoff, twelve teams. So now we're not going to be sitting here talking anymore about like, man, we got to be in the top four. Now we want to be in the top four because we get a first round bye, and then your next game's at the crib, bro. You. You already I've know been- what I'm thinking, bro. <laughs> you already know what I'm thinking, man. Like, you talking about Tennessee potentially in 2024 getting a first round bye, and their next game in the playoff is at Neyland Stadium, dude. I'm not working for a week. I'm tailgating <laughs> every night. Every night we're shooting a show for 24 hours. We're gonna be on. The, we're gonna be live for 168 hours. It's gonna yeah, be the I'm- longest podcast you've ever watched in your life. And then. Oh. By the time the game starts, we're going to be like this. I'm going to take my vacation that week. Dude. 
how yeah. crazy is that going to – I don't think we truly understand how big of a deal that is, 12-team playoff, bro. Like, anything can happen. Yeah. Alabama, like, like, think about it this way. Anything can happen so much so that what it sounds like is, like, let's say, like, um, like five – seed five will play seed 12. Mm-hmm. Let's say that we're a 12 seed. Let's just hypothetically here. And USC is like a five. Mm-hmm. And we play USC and beat USC. And then we play the number one team in the country. Like a 12, 10, like a 10, 12, 10, 11, 12 seed could potentially get to the chip. Like it makes it feel more like the actual NCAA men's basketball tournament. Yeah, it does. It, it does. And that. <laughs> It's crazy. It's crazy to think about. That's going to be nuts, bro. Chaos. It's just like, man, just let us get in. Let us get in. We better – we've been don- – we'll be donors for like three or four years by that point. I better get some like early access tickets or something. <laughs> Danny White, if you are listening, please help us, Lord, please. Oh man! So, like we said, man, the top three games, most three, the the top three most important games of the twenty three season. Me and Turn both agree that the Florida game in week three is the be- is the most important by far. Turner goes with Kentucky for his second. I go with Texas A and M, man, and then uh, we finish up Georgia as the the third most important game of the two thousand twenty three season. I'm just sitting here thinking about that playoff. Like, can you imagine if it was this year? Like, you imagine a team like. Uh, Imagine a team like like Utah, yeah. like Cam Cam Rising in there, like balls out a game. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like I think with the playoff, the thing that I hope it does is, I hope that it knocks out like a one through four seed early, and Boy. you're just kind of like, wow, like who's gonna win? And you know another thing I'm super excited about. I'm excited like when the twelve team playoff. No, we're talking way 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 ahead, but. We're gonna play like we're like we're gonna play teams that we ain't, we we would have never played unless the playoffs gonna happen. Hundred like, percent. You know like, what I mean? Like, like Penn State, Oregon. Yeah, yeah, Oregon State. Yeah. Like Notre Dame. Like golly, even Utah. Like TCU, Washington. Like yeah, USC. Rabbi Gas. Clemson again. I mean, I'm just sitting. I'm sitting here looking through the top twenty-five. Or the preseason top twenty-five. I'm telling you, bro. The t- like teams that we would never get to play, like they gonna have to come see us, bro. Like that's some that is fun to think about. Like playing a Michigan or something like that. It'd be crazy. Now it'd be too cold though. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. But see that like that's see, that's where I get like like if, if like if the twelve I'm talking just way ahead, talking just randomly talking, but like, man, we get to play like a team like that that we ain't never played before. Like, I don't care if we're playing at Neewin. I don't care like where we're playing. Like, I gotta go. I gotta go, bro. Like, when are we gonna be able to play Penn State at Penn State again? Like, you don't probably bro, never. Never. I, but I, I'm pulling up to Penn. You're here on time, Val. Yeah. I'm going to Utah. <laughs> I'm going. I don't hey, care. I'm going to Oregon. You know I, what I'm talking about? Ben Rector said it's green. <laughs> I'm going. Like, like Portland in the morning. God, dude. Like wherever. I mean, I'd love to go to USC, bro. Ooh. Oh, bro. Southern Cal. Yeah, we could literally only stay for about one day because we've been a thousand dollars in a day. 
I'm going to drive me an RV down there or something. No. Just stay in it. <laughs> so you got to do something because you can't even stay in a hotel for less than $700. Facts. Stupid. But, man, thank y'all for tapping in with us today. Top three most important games of the 23 season, man. We will be back. Uh, man, we got a banger, banger show on Thursday. Um, and we're actually going to be talking about the 2023 offense. And is it? more dangerous than the 2022 offense i'm very excited to dive into this topic because i got some takes and i got a whole lot of facts and uh that's the thing that i like because everybody's and i'm just gonna give you a teaser you can say what you want but nobody thought that jalen hyatt would do what he did in 2022 also Nobody thought Cedric Tillman would get hurt in week three and not play basically the entire season. There are more weapons. There are returning weapons. And there were added weapons. You already had the 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 SPR in Brew McCoy, and you already had the, the AK-47 in Ramel. Then you add a Mac-10 in Squirrel White, and then you add the mp5 in dante thornton like you see what i'm saying like we we got weapons and so i can't wait to talk about that uh on thursday's show man but thank y'all so much for t- uh for tapping in with us today uh like comment subscribe join the channel 99 cents bro like come on 99 cents to join the family man you get to get into our discord potentially because right now man we're doing the first 10 people to join get to join our discord that's actually not until you pay for the 4.99 membership but if you go ahead right now and you join the channel at 99 cents you can join our discord channel and so that's gonna be dope it's all you gotta do one dollar it's nothing but uh, till then, man, till Thursday. And a reminder, man, Parker Ball Show drops Friday. Hey, y'all, I'm telling y'all, y'all ain't going to miss that one. It is fire. It was so much fun chopping it up with him. We're going to be dropping another reel uh, tomorrow. So, uh, man, we love y'all. We thank you so much for rocking with us, man. And we'll see you back here on Thursday for my dog turn. It's your boy, Ru- for my dog turn. It's your boy. Yeah, that's right. You right. Dog Turner. It's your boy Ruck. Y'all already know what it is, man. It's straight up Tennessee, baby. We'll see you on Thursday. <laughs>